Hi, I'm Gandhi Thompson, and welcome to The Soul Story, where we share stories and save souls. Hello, and welcome to Transformative Soul Care Podcast. This is Gandhi Thompson, and I'm here with my special guest, Audra Bain. So, Audra, let's get right into it. You know, so I was thinking what would be the best way to start this podcast. And with you being my guest today, I just thought we should start with women of the Bible of faith. You know, just looking at some women whose life were um, a testimony of faith in the Bible. And I just went straight to Hannah. So, Audra, when you think of Hannah, what's the first thing that comes to you? When you think of Hannah's story? Hi, Lady Candy. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Hannah is one of those kind of stories where it's just so much wrapped up in that one woman. And when you think of faith, especially um, for me, the faith aspect that I think about is faith in faith and her belief in prayer. Um, because for her to have that kind of mindset to pray in that in that way that she did, like that that is literally what you call pray without ceasing until you see a manifested promise in your hand um so for me that that is the one that was the very first thing that comes to mind is a woman of prayer um i'm not just prayer and saying that you pray one time but a continuous prayer like we keep this thing going because i believe if i keep going with this he could do what he say he could do yeah i mean hannah hannah just went we we hear about hannah the introduction comes with, you know, there was this guy named Alcana and, you know, he had two wives. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about one of his wife. And then here in the middle of the story, we go right to Hannah, right? Into right? It. right. And, and then it talks about um, how Penina had two children and Hannah didn't. So then I paused about that when I, when I was reading the scriptures and I was like, wow, why is that important? Hannah, Hannah didn't have children. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a fulfilled life with, without having children. And there are many people that have, that don't have biological children, mm-hmm. but they parent, you know, mm-hmm. they are, they're the best godparents. They're the best spiritual mothers. They're the best aunts. And so I was like, why does the Bible emphasize that Hannah didn't have children? And then it went on to talk about that God had closed up Hannah's womb. He did it. Okay. Now that. That's right there. Okay. Why? Why? I was like, okay, God. So this wasn't something that she did or her grandparents did or her mother did. Mm -hmm. This was all about you. Mm -hmm. What I liked, though, the scripture goes on to talk about how Penina used to tease Mm -hmm. um, Hannah. Like, now she was shady, right? What do you think about that, Audra? Like, Like really? Like, you don't have two children. You have two children. You have evidence and proof that young woman close up. And you really got to tease the woman? That's just me. And... (laughs) What I liked, though, Hannah was matured because this lady is teasing her and taunting her to the point that it says she cried and she didn't eat. Now, sister girl here, I'm going to eat. Yeah, I'm going to cry, but I'm going to eat. And, you know, the story tells us that she did not eat. But what I liked was she did not retaliate or she didn't like get up in Penina's face or it seemed as if she didn't take Penina on. She dealt with it um, inwardly, which speaks to her level of maturity. maturity. It does. I mean, how many women do you know are not going to feel as if they have to defend themselves in the midst of another woman, you know, teasing them? And especially another woman that is so close to her. Because Panina was in her house, like she had, she couldn't avoid her. She couldn't, she couldn't duck her. She, she was in her face, 
And she, she was putting her blessing in her face every time she taunted her. So it literally really spoke of her maturity. And along with her maturity, as you were talking, it, it, it also allowed me to think about, she recognized that my fight in with you, Benina. That's it. Because God shut my womb up. So right now, you're responding to me because you figure, well, things going better for you. Things are can pretty much nicer for you, you know. You, you flash in, you're doing your kind of thing now. But the Lord do it. So which tells me if the Lord shut up my womb, and I believe this is what Hannah probably thought, I need to go to the person who do this. Mm-hmm. So let me, let, see this, let me stay in the temple and let me nag you. That, that's important because, like you said, and I go back to my younger self, and I think I probably would have wanted to say one or two things to Panina. Oh, but five be like, excuse me, and I would have wanted to check her, right? But no, no, Hannah wasn't about Mm-mm. that life. Hannah Mm-mm. was confident, and like you said, she had an awareness that she needed to take a conversation with, up with her God. Mm-hmm. What I also like about Hannah's story now is that here comes the husband in the story. You know, we, we get to hear that he loved her. And what I find interesting is that, you know, he had these two wives, but the Bible emphasizes that he loved her so much so to the point that he would give her uh, a double portion. Yeah. Ah, no, yeah. I like that. What do you think about that, Audrey? Yeah. You know, the double portion is, <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure Hannah was thinking to herself, this double portion is pretty nice, but there's still something missing. You hit it. Mm-hmm. It's still something mm-hmm. missing, mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I don't think it was um, what Panina had. I think it was more of the fact that every couple, mm-hmm. and I can relate to this. Every couple is it. I, when you would have been married, when you would cross that year and that two year mark, you start to think, okay, I'm looking for the little mini me, the little mini us. You know, every couple one. The man will carry that name on, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for that. So yeah, this double portion is good, but that ain't the fulfillment of it. There's something else missing. There's something more. And I feel like that's where Hanno was. Like, Dad, you know, thank you for the extra. Thank you for buying me the perfume and then taking me to the spa. Thank you for all of that. Thank you for taking me on this trip and then giving me, you know, $5,000 cash. That would right. be phenomenal. But still, after that is done, I still don't have my seed. Oh, come on now. I still don't have that representation of me. That I can look on to say, I can I can pour Jesus into. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, teach you and train you the way. And I think that's probably one of the things Hannah was thinking about. Thanks, but... Yeah, so, so Hannah, Hannah wasn't about the physical things. Like you said, she was about reproduction, yeah. something that was beyond just thingsy. She was in, in, into... Um, future and yes. passing on the lineage exactly yes and so and so that's important because so many women can get caught up on things and not not focus on that legacy yeah what i like though is hannah hannah hannah's husband elkana elkana asked a question that my husband has asked or paraphrased me <laughs> whenever like we we having bedroom talk we lie next to each other he'd say aren't i better than aren't i, aren't I, I better not. than like 10 husbands right i was like He's screwing up the scripture, but I get what he's saying. In essence, he, he, he tends to tell me, like, yeah. aren't I enough? Yeah. But the question that, that you know, Elkanah is asking Hannah is, am I not better than 10 sons? And while the scripture doesn't show that she gives up an answer to it, mm-hmm. her response in terms of her prayer that you talked about at the beginning of the conversation shows that, look, you are good and there is a place for you in my life. Yes. But there is something more that I believe that yes. God can do for me yeah. that you can't fix. Yes. fix. Yes. And so she goes to God, like you says, and there she is petitioning. And that's what, what you started to talk about. She, she goes into this prayer, this conversation, but 
nobody around her can understand what she's saying. So imagine the priest. I mean, come on. You're you're in this pastoral ministry. You know how this works. No, imagine works. somebody comes into your congregation. You don't understand what they're talking about, and they have these 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 music this this um momentum or these movements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this. this Lip uttering, but you're not hearing words coming out. Mm-hmm. What's your first perception? Oh, someone there, Chris. That one there, Chrissy. <laughs> you, Chrissy. See, come, let's pray and um, bind this devil out. And I'm sure that's what Eli thought because you, this woman here, go on. She done lost her mind. Um, but ha- I, I think the, the the reason why we couldn't understand and there's no words per se to what Hannah said was because she she couldn't even articulate how she felt. There's no articulation for what was happening. There's no articulation for the season, for the place. Like, how long? How much longer? And I, I believe Anna was, you know, groaning in her heart and her soul and everything, saying to the Lord, um, yeah, you know, I, I die it now. And, and I like that groaning word you use because I just, I think it's so wonderful that we have a God that we can groan yeah. and have personal conversations that don't pertain to the world. We don't need to go on Facebook Live to share these groanings. We don't need to have an uh, all-night prayer meeting with everybody and yeah. share share, yeah. share our situations mm-hmm. with him. But we have a God that hears our groaning and our utterings and our you know our little murmurings mm-hmm. and, and yet he responds. And he understands. Exactly. And, and you know the, the, the Bible tells us that she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty if you would only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget, not forget your servant, but give her a son. And then she went on to make a vow, like, okay, God, you do this, mm-hmm. and, and then this is what that. I'll do. Mm-hmm. I'll give him back to you mm-hmm. um, for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever um, um, touch his head. Um, and she kept praying, and then, then there was this priest looking at her, what's, what's going on with this girl, like you said? And um, he asked, so he's presumptuous, you know, he asked, like you, you know, ready to cast out, like, how long are you going to stay drunk? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put away your wine. And then she replied, you know, I'm a woman who's deeply troubled. Um, and I, when, I, when I read that, deeply troubled, there's so many times when we're deeply troubled, we don't even go to the house of the Lord. You know? That's good. Um, but she went, deeply troubled. She went into the house of the Lord. She went to make a petition. She didn't go there to share all of her business. So sometimes we stay away because we don't want people in our business. And what I find interesting is that, you know, she said, I have not been drinking. Look, I was just pouring out my soul to the Lord. And sometimes in desperation, people don't understand. They misunderstand our actions. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, when I get in situations of, of turmoil, I try to go in. And there, there this woman was. I try to go in in terms of introvert. She puts herself in the position where others can see her, but yet she still makes her request known to, Lord, to the Lord. And then she, she goes on to says, um, do not take me for a wicked woman. Look, don't judge me. Yeah. Don't think I'm, 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 I'm drunk. Right. And, and then after she says that, and she tells him that she's praying out of, out of grief. And I think this is where we need to put a pen in until next time is that he doesn't go into requesting all the details of her life. Yeah. It's almost like he either discerned, mm-hmm. you know, what it was she was dealing with. He trusted that this was a woman that was not drunk, but was mm-hmm. quite self-aware mm-hmm. that, you know, she was not in a good place. And Audra, as a leader, as mm-hmm. a pastor, he then goes into what I would say agreement to her prayer. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's powerful, don't you think? It is. It is. And the, the funny thing is, as you were first started to talk about Eli while you was talking about it, my mind immediately went to the fact of the, that Eli didn't even initially know what was going on. He went straight into negativity to say all of these other things was happening. So it wasn't until as she started to speak. So it also speaks about the need for there to be an openness and a communication between find someone that you trust. You mm-hmm. gotta have that one person. That's good. So because he, because Hannah knew this was a priest, so she was able to say she unveiled all of the details, like you said. But she she said enough for him to be able to quickly pick up in his spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, let me back all the way off, and like you say, come into agreement. So as my as a leader, my job is to agree because I discern, my senses pick up, I I grab what it is that you're saying now. Okay, yeah, nah, no, it ain't that. Is this? And, and, and that there is the, a beautiful part of the story that I think we don't even hear a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to end on that note. That note on the power of agreement. Yeah. And we'll pick that up next week when we come back. Thank you for listening to the Soul Story Podcast. For more information, visit my website, candythompson.com, or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Transformative Soul Care.